Hello and welcome to part two of the Rouse Review, CityWorks portion of our podcast, part two. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Today we're going to talk about uh, policing, community policing, data, crime analytics, mm-hmm. lots of interesting stuff. Uh, so let's jump right into it. All right. Welcome, Amanda Behan. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Oh, you were on before? No. Oh, this is your first time? Yes. I thought maybe Piper drug you in here no, uh, with I'm, one of the previous ones. I haven't ones. had the pleasure yet. Well, then uh, now I'm very happy. I've got two new people here with me. Although you're not new to the city in any way, shape, no, or form. definitely uh, not. How long have you been with the city now? 21 years. 21 years. Yes. So your career can legally drink now. <laughs> yes. <That> is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean you can do it at the office, but I guess. Correct. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a long time. Yes. That's a good stretch yes the uh and you're now deputy chief i am i think as of one year i think you've been three positions in the the year and a half i've been here because you were before that you were captain correct in the criminal investigations division yeah in investigations and before that you were the lieutenant in the office of professional standards i don't think i knew you as lieutenant i think i i take that back i think i've just known you as captain and deputy chief Likely. Likely. Because yes. how long ago were you a lieutenant? My goodness. The time has just gone by so quickly. I cannot remember. You didn't I, know this was going to be a know. pop quiz Actually, about your career. Yeah. December 2020. Okay. Okay. So I did know you yes. as lieutenant. Yes. Hey. I remember I remember seeing you. And I remember you. Get, yeah. Because yes. yeah. uh, this is what happens when you have uh, shooting stars. That's right. Over Watch there. out now. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you can have this job if you want it. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, the uh, it, it's been great to see, uh, you know, you, you progress in the limited time I've been here. And uh, yeah, sky's the limits. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, and you have somebody here to introduce to us. You, another all-star. Her name is not Kara. It's... No, it is Tara. <laughs> Tara. Tara Cardenas. She is our crime analyst. What so is welcome, that mean? Tara. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tara, What's uh, where'd you come from? Um, well, originally I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, oh. but I actually came over here from Woodbridge, Virginia. Okay. okay. Yeah. And where were you before work-wise? Um, before work-wise, I was actually in California. Oh, okay. So I've kind of been all over the place. Um, I, doing you can what? hear me okay, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, what I was, you doing? I was in the military. Um, oh, okay. I was a Marine Corps, um, signals intelligence. Oh, that's um, pretty awesome. So I did. What does that mean? <laughs> a little bit of everything. So I worked with, um, computers pretty heavily, um, with a lot of, uh, I had TSSCI clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of secret squirrel stuff that I can't talk about. top secret. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, I got my specialized poly and compartmentalized yada da, and I yes. can go into the skiffs. And anyway. I worked in a yeah. building that had no uh, doors I, and, and windows. So I had my well, TS one for a while as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked a lot with computers, um, a lot with radios, um, and just supported the overall mission of the unit. Worked up with computers and radios. Yes, <laughs> sounds like a. It sounds fun. It sounds like I'm going to Radio Shack. I uh, I didn't stay for a reason. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for your service, thank and you very uh, much. and you're happy. We're happy to have you here. I appreciate it. Um, so why why Winchester then? So Winchester really stood out to me because I really wanted to move to a small town. Um, mm. so we're in California, were there? Where are you? Uh, San Diego County. That is a very bigger, big area with a lot of people. Jurisdiction, yeah. Yes. Beautiful though. It it is. It's very nice. The weather is great, so I can't mm. complain. Um, but wanted to move back to the East Coast where I'm from. Um, mm. and and live in a smaller area. 
um, of Virginia. I, I really liked Virginia when I moved over mm -hmm. here, so I wanted to find work um, around here. So Wow. So we were the appropriate size. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Interesting. So what else do you, I'm going to go a little off topic because we were just talking, I mean, I was just talking about this yes. a little bit the other day. Like what, why Winchester? Winchester. I mean, other than its size. I mean, I'm sure you didn't just pull a list of cities with 30,000 people and said, well, ah, this one. <laughs> why, why this one? Well, I really knew what I wanted to do work-wise. Okay. Um, so there were really only a few different areas um, around here that mm -hmm. were offering a job that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and Winchester was one of them that also matched exactly kind of where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, and career-related and also personal life. Um, so mm -hmm. I went with Winchester. There you go. And I also connected with Amanda really well. So... Um, that, that worked out. She's very connectable. Yes, she is. Thank you. She's like our human Lego piece. Yes. Yeah, I, I went on <laughs> Human a, Lego block. I have not been described like that before. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. And I was like, oh, I hope this, hope this analogy works. Um, but no, I think it's right. She's, she's, uh, she's a good face for the, for the department. Absolutely. Thank you. Went on an interview with her, and the first thing she asked me was, do you want to come be part of the family? So... That's right. That's memorable. That and that's a good way to put it. We are, um, you know, no, no. If folks like to work in big jurisdictions, you know, that's cool. Chief Piper came from a large jurisdiction, um, but you know, sometimes in those bigger places, you're you're a number. You know, you're part of the machine, exactly. um, and you might see a lot of cool stuff and do a lot of cool things. But uh, here, you're definitely part of uh, a much more close knit. You know, I at this point. You know, I think I could probably name by sight you know, most of our officers out on the street. You know, I ran into Yang and Morris this morning going out to an event. And, like, that's just the kind of the way it is. You know, it's around here. It's nice. So as a crime analyst, what do you do? So bigger picture, um, I look at incident data. I look at the things that are going on in the city. Um, and I help break that down on smaller mm -hmm. level and kind of give patrol a better idea of what to focus on um, mm -hmm. and any major things to be aware of mm -hmm. um, and kind of point them in the right direction. Gotcha. So Amanda, you you and patrol and other folks are the consumers of her product. Mm -hmm. Yes. How, do, how is it helpful to you guys? It is helpful in a number of ways. Uh, first and foremost, crime prevention. Mm -hmm. So we take the data that uh, she gives us and for an example, we, uh, the city faces uh, regularly larceny from motor vehicles. And so she was able to pull locations for us to determine uh, where we could potentially put a bait car mm. um, in order to oh, try cool. to, uh, yeah, identify yeah. suspects in a case like that. Yeah. Um, and by the is, way, people, lock your, lock your doors at night. Absolutely. Seriously, please. like uh, how many... All right, analysts, uh, how many of these break-ins to cars are just people checking checking latches to see if the car's unlocked? Oh, all of them. All of them. Yes. All of them. Just lock your car. That's all yes. you got to do. Yes. And don't leave valuable things in it. In sight. Yep. It is, everyone's going to go after that as soon as they see that. Oh, let's yep. see if it's unlocked. Oh, here's a purse. Check it. And if, it's, and if it looks tasty enough, yeah, they might bust your window. It's... Just so simple. Anyways, yes. sorry, I digress. So uh, another way that she helps us is I uh, tracking the information on traffic crashes so that we know where to place officers for di directed patrols, whether it would mm -hmm. be for speeding 
or stoplight uh, violations. So that's another way that Mm -hmm. she helps us. Another way is really with our criminal investigations division when they are working a major case. It kind of switches over a bit to the intel analyst side of things where she is digging up data to help them progress their cases, whether it be tracking down a suspect or trying to find associates involved in the case. Gotcha. So in this particular portion of the podcast, we talk about things that are pretty relevant, you know, even if you're living in a, you know, Leesburg or, you know, out west somewhere, if you happen to stumble across this and you're you're interested in the topic, we want to make sure it's relevant to a lot of places. Is this, I'm assuming, is something that happens in pretty much every jurisdiction? Everybody has, well, maybe not as good as Tara. That's correct. But no one has as good as Tara, but a lot of places have their own version of Tara, what does it look like in those other places? Is it how does this job change from jurisdiction to jurisdiction? I think Tara could probably expand on that mm-hmm. a little bit more because the analyst position encompasses quite a lot, and she had specific educational training in that, and probably could expand a little more. Expand. Sure. So um, I guess it basically would depend on the area and the size of, of mm-hmm. the area that you're working in. Um, for example. Um, Roanoke has six analysts, um, oh. so different areas of the country will have more analysts. They'll have um, an analyst center um, that will be specifically tasked to do different things for that location. Oh, very cool. Um, so I kind of do a little bit of everything, and I help out our department in all sorts of ways, whereas other ones um, will specifically focus on a certain crime type or um, mm. assist in just the uh, criminal investigations or so on and so forth. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you're going to have analysts that are um, trained specifically or just focus on drug intel mm-hmm. or gang intel. Um, you know, here, Tara does it all. Gotcha. Yes. Because we only need the one. She does everything. Yeah. I'm just that good. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now she's feeling it a little bit. Yeah, she is. Um, so one of the f- most frequent questions we get is, you referenced it earlier, and it's uh, speeding. Oh, look at traffic, this, and, you know, we need somebody here all the time. I also get the occasional, uh, someone keeps letting their dog poop in my yard and they're not cleaning it up. Uh, you have to do something about this. So we get a lot of these just little, uh, I don't want to, yeah, they're important to that person. So sure. I don't mean to minimize it, but, um, it, you know, these little things that it's really hard to say, well, we're just going to have an officer sit right there, uh, all day waiting for, you know, the person to not clean up after their dog or, waiting for, you know, maybe a, the, the truck that you say speeds every day. You know, we can't really dedicate officers to do that. Talk a little bit more about how your role helps us focus in. Um, what kind of tools do you use? What kind of data do you pull? Well, I pull all sorts of data, um, just specifically from our uh, RMS, our records management system. Um, I'll pull all of our incident data, um, call data, um, pretty much all of the fields um, and, and focus on specifically what what's in the fields oh sorry um, <laughs> so uh, like the call that is being responded to um, mm. the location of that um, the person that's involved the time of day um, the day of the week things like that and yeah. I'll break that down um, and go from there mm-hmm. um, so in the example that you're giving the information that she would give us are uh, dates times days of the weeks Mm -hmm. that we could direct those patrols to happen in addition when we receive a complaint for a location we're able to respond 
back to that person making the complaint with data that supports whether or not we are doing enforcement uh, in that area, which is really mm -hmm. good. You know, and it happens oftentimes there's a perception that we may not be there, but we can go mm -hmm. back to them and say, you know, in fact, over the past year, we wrote 100 tickets in that specific area. That's actually very helpful because I do hear that occasionally. Oh, I never see the police officers down at this intersection. And uh, also like to add just uh, it, this is where also like looking at trends will come in and, mm -hmm. and looking at those incidents over time um, you'll see it increase or decrease and that's how you can prove if what you're doing is working or if it's not working and you can change or go from there very cool very cool what's the most interesting thing you've come across so far <laughs> well that you um, can tell us I guess <laughs> yeah well, you yeah, can always I leave names out I guess <laughs> I guess I can I can go into it a little bit um, we are looking into uh, quite a large gang issue in the city of Winchester oh. currently. Um, there's been a lot of tagging. Um, mm -hmm. If you're in the Winchester area, you may have seen that. Yeah. Um, so th I would say that's probably the top most interesting thing that I've been looking into. That's more of the uh, criminal investigation side. And what do you so what are you looking for in the data with that type of situation? So in this, I'm looking specifically for who is involved. Okay. Um, and, and making connections between those individuals mm -hmm. and who to be on the look for. So gotcha. a patrol officer will encounter somebody who is wearing the clothing that is typical for that gang, mm -hmm. and they can have Tara go into the body-worn camera and take a look at it, and based on the information that she has, she can confirm you know, whether that matches. She can start doing and looking mm -hmm. at that person specifically, looking into different databases to see if they have associates. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's, it's extremely helpful. How does tagging play into that? So tagging is a way for a gang to... And tagging, by the way, is graffiti. Yes, guys, graffiti, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to make a mark, um, mm -hmm. to show that they are taking over the city. Um, they're showing that they are claiming that as their territory, yeah. um, which is where you can see an issue between gangs um, if you have multiple gangs in one city. Um, so that's kind of them leaving their mark in Winchester. So how does that help you? That helps me because it shows me an area of where we know that they are. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll or see... Or claim to be. Claim to be, yes. They, they could be moving around um, quite a bit. I mean, you'll see tagging in different areas mm -hmm. of the city. Um, but that helps out um, by showing where they're located mm -hmm. um, and, and potentially, you know, telling officers to go patrol those areas more um, in hopes to maybe find someone. It gotcha. also can be a prediction of, of violence. Mm -hmm. So if we have graffiti from one gang and they are uh, tagging over top of another gang, mm -hmm. then we know that there's a potential for violence against the two gangs. Yeah. And just for the record, everybody listening, uh, the gangs are not taking over Winchester. Correct. Uh, just yes. FYI, because of efforts like this. Um, but we have seen uh, an, an uptick in tagging recently, as uh, Tara and Amanda just said. So if you do happen to see something, uh, graffiti that pops up overnight that looks strange, or even if you don't understand what it says, call it in, call the non-emergency number over at PD and uh, let them know about it. What we do in that situation is we go out, uh, you know, take a picture of it, mark where it is, we remove it as quickly as possible um, for, for a number of reasons. but. Uh, so if you are, if you do come across anything like that, we do act on them pretty quickly, but you need to call it in because we can't have eyes everywhere. So, um, we talked about gangs, we talked about traffic, um, 
What else? What Another else? way is transparency. So okay. our department has many reports found within its website on winchesterpolice.org. And we report quarterly tra- a traffic summary so that people can access how many tickets we're writing, how many warnings we're writing, who we are writing them to, what ages. We do that with our use of force. Mm-hmm. Also, we report data on complaints um, on officers. So having her position to run this data and stats, it just helps move our transparency efforts forward. Gotcha. So what's on, so the next six months to a year, what are you looking to, uh, bring to the department? Everything that I possibly can bring to the department. <laughs> That's a cop out answer. What's on the, what's on the, uh, and I guess it's for, for either of you. What's on the, uh, what's on the agenda? What's, what kind of things have we do you want to try to implement that maybe we couldn't before or now with Tara's skill set that we would like to, uh, what tools in the toolbox we want to pull out more? Some of the things that we've talked about we want to expand on. Um, Tara's been with us for a few months, and she's had to learn quite a bit, and she has had some um, challenges along the way, not by anything that she's done. It's because of deficiencies in some of the systems that we're trying to work through, and she's been great in that. So we're looking forward to the next six months and her being able to expand and do more of -hmm. these things that will help with our community policing efforts. Yeah, and by systems, one of the big ones that we just talked about the other day here in the office was our our CAD system, our computer-aided dispatch system, uh, which is a little older, a little older. Yeah, it's just got a little bit. A little bit. Uh, it, needs to, it needs to be replaced. Um, and that's probably one of the bigger sources for you, I would assume, right? I would say that's my main source. Your main source. Yes. So replacing our dispatch system is something that um, we will definitely be taking a look at. But if for those of you who aren't aware, this is not a matter of going down to Best Buy and grabbing a new CAD system off the shelf. This is a, a large, very expensive project. So it'll be the subject of, I'm sure, budget discussions in the coming yes. year or so. We look forward to progressing in the future, and we are, we are patient. We have mm-hmm. had some issues for a number of years, but um, it will pay off in the end for sure. Absolutely. Gotcha. The yeah. progress that we can make with a new system will be unbelievable compared to what we're working with right now. Excellent. So we've talked a lot about the the data side of it, things that Terra pulls uh, from various sources to help in the day to day operations. But for the for the typical resident and some of the the new ways in which we engage with residents, how does this feed into that community policing? So we t- we talked about how it how it helps us connect and give specific data to our citizens so that we can report back to them. But community policing has just evolved tremendously in the modern day. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be that officers, and while they still go out and conduct foot patrols and meet and greet and talk to residents, it it is much more now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a large social media presence and uh, a lot of followers, great community support. But we also take the time and those opportunities to reply back to comments Mm -hmm. or messages that are received. So that's a different aspect of community policing. And again, you know, we may be tasking Tara with, hey, can you pull this data for us or come up with a help us come up with a plan on how we can attack that. But it also is, uh, you know, holding events. And, you know, years ago, it was National Night Out was the big event. Mm -hmm. But now we are holding events throughout the year so that we can reach as many people as possible throughout several areas of Mm -hmm. our community. Excellent. 
All right. Well, thank you guys very much for coming in. Uh, any final thoughts? No. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll see you next time. So there you go. Deputy Chief Behan and Tara. I almost feel like I need to give her a rank. Everyone else over there is yes. like, oh, it's lieutenant <laughs> or sergeant or deputy chief or chief. And I think we need to call her. She was, and she was a Marine, so she, she was a Marine. She, so needs, she, a, she needs a yeah, title. She had to, mm-hmm. has to have a title. We have to figure that out. For now, yeah. we'll call her analyst. Analyst. We should have asked what her rank was in the Marines. We could have used that. That's true. That's true. For next time. Yep. For next time. Uh, And until next time, uh, thanks for checking out this podcast. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you found it interesting. And we'll see you around next time.